next guest, our first guest of the show is Ken Kowal. He is the founder of ShipStarter and he's been in content marketing for more than a decade, specifically focusing on the logistics industry. So let's go ahead and welcome Ken into the show. Hello, Ken. Hello, how are you? Awesome earrings. Um, I love them. Oh, thank you. I figure I, I w- like to uh, dress up depending on if Cyberly Falls on like the live date um, of, of a holiday. So I like to theme it. So I always get, um, you know, I, I appreciate when yeah, other folks know. Well, right. So I appreciate awesome. that. Now, now, Ken, when you, your career history, you worked with various different logistics providers, um, shippers on, on the logistics side and on the shipping side before you started to open up your own company, ShipStarter. What was the big reasoning for, for making that jump to launching your own content marketing uh, business? Well, the, I'll give you the, the, the short version is one, I always wanted to have my own business, but two, I, in, on the, when I was, um, my last job working for somebody else, I was in a sales role. And to be honest with you, I was pretty bad at it. So I wasn't selling <laughs> anything, but I actually got really good at the lead generation piece, creating leads for myself and opportunities. And I decided to kind of take that, um, that, that skill or that some, one thing that I was good at and, I figured there would be logistics companies out there who understand the difference between salespeople who are good hunters and lead generation people, and those are good closers. I'm not a good closer. And so that's that, that was kind of the premise of uh, starting the business. I, I love that you said that because I feel like most marketers feel the exact same way. Like I love creating content, but the sales and like closing and the negotiation, it just, it gives me an anxiety and I just, you know, I, I fall yeah. at the first crack yeah. of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I feel me- you on that end. Yeah, it, you know, I, was, okay. I was 40 years old when I when I had that realization, and once I, once I realized I'm just closing, just not my thing. I was able to focus on on what I like to do best, and that's what makes a really good business owner is to recognize your strengths, and then also you know sort of give you know the hire uh, or hire hire or outsource you know folks who are much stronger in the areas where we are the weakest. Now, when you first made that jump, what was the first I guess sort of realization of working with logistics companies? Was there a an immediate need on a certain kind of software, or was it, you know, something different um, that they were looking for initially? Uh, interesting question. So when I started, I kind of had a kind of an you know oh crap moment when uh, I didn't didn't have any customers lined up. I just I just I began things, and it was it was initially my what I was offering was lead generation, mostly through email marketing. Uh, mm-hmm. And what, but then what I quick, quickly realized is it was there is a big need for for content and social media management. So uh, I've, I never really set out to be a writer. For example, I, I do do a lot of content mm-hmm. writing for logistics companies. That, that was just that was not the intent. But I but I quickly realized literally within the first two three weeks, you know, ten years ago, that that's where there was not op- some opportunity, and it's just grown from there. So so now about half of business is content writing, half of it is is email marketing. So it was really about getting getting closer and understanding what customers need, uh, logistics mm-hmm. companies' needs. And in most cases, the or kind of the ideal scenario, I should say, where, where my organization provides most value to, to customers is they've got skilled marketing people on staff. That, you know, they know how to manage social media better than I do. They probably even have some better writers than, than, than I am. But uh, I'm, I'm able to kind of translate the, the real world Real world logistics stuff, having been in the industry for so long, into good marketing and sales messaging, and that's just kind of the, the balance and and that, that I, I've found with a lot of customers, and that, that's the value that I bring to them. 
And I think too, that's also, you mentioned that that was your, uh, the initial want for businesses. And I feel like it hasn't changed much. It hasn't changed for you. It's, yeah, that that's what that was sort of my feeling is it's really it's yeah. it's the same yeah it really is and um, so when we, you we're, also, oh go ahead i was, I was gonna get yeah, i just you know the, the conference the sales conversations i have now so i'm it, fortunately i'm better selling um i guess guess myself and what my company does when <laughs> than when i was working for another company but yeah the, the, the conversations are, are still very similar where there's there, there's a, a recognition that having industry knowledge is very helpful um, but but again, there, there's a lot of very capable and skilled marketing people uh, at the companies that I work with, and 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 most most logistics companies. I think too that that's so helpful to have you know that kind of talent in house because they really are in the trenches, and then they can just better guide your work and and, and what you're out here creating. Now, you, you did mention sort of the the, the power and the, and the big focus for you of email marketing. Where do folks mess up the most when it comes to their email marketing? I think the a couple areas and e- email marketing is hard uh, and it's a lot of every company has tends to have different kind of opinions on what the right rated email market is, how hard to go, how, you know, just it's, it's, it's there's no cut and dry or, you know, one single philosophy that, that, that companies have uh, that to me, the, the biggest thing, biggest things are consistency, uh, sending an email Maybe an email campaign out, you know, one or two emails, and not getting the results they want, and then then abandoning it. It's mm-hmm. not being targeted enough or having goals. You know, as you mentioned earlier, you, you really need to be specific uh, with your e- your email um, email marketing campaigns. You, you want to know what you want to accomplish with them. You, you want to have a way to measure the success. You, you need to have a have you know you, you want to know what the out the outcome is going to be, or you want to be working towards an outcome. Um, and then the, the other part is not being specific or targeted enough with, with, with the audience itself. So, hmm. and there's different types of emails. There, there's emails that maybe you're going to nurture warm leads with. You're going to try to grow existing customer relationships through different email campaigns. And if, if we're honest, there's some campaigns where companies will go out and, and they'll, they'll buy maybe email lists that, that are poor quality. So they basically end up spamming a bunch of people and uh, <laughs> getting a bunch of, of email bounces and things like that. So it's, it's really about, you know, consistency, uh, and you know, have knowing who your, what your goals are, and then being um, well thought out and thorough with your with your list building and your your audience building. I love that you brought that up because I am a staunch opponent against buying email lists. I've had to you know sort of work my magic on those in the past, and they never result in good metrics. And then all of a sudden, never. the marketing department is getting blamed for what the sales team went out and bought. You know, a five thousand contact list that's absolutely worthless. Now, I, I, you had sent over some in, in our pre-show doc that you had mentioned a recent case study on the power of email subject lines and one word yeah. that helps to increase open rates by fivefold. Can you tell us a little bit about that campaign and why you think it was successful? And also the, the one word that, that worked. Yes. So uh, I'll, I'll save the word in a, for, for the, the, the end, of, end of this, but, and it's not, not that special or anything, but the, the, the point is that, you know, the, the goal with emails is, is to, the first thing they have to get open. Uh, obviously the content of the email itself, email itself is super important and uh, you, you need a call to action and you, need to get, you want people to take some type of action from, from the email, whether it's agree to a demo uh, you know, conversation, whatever. Hmm. But the uh, you know the, the, the key is having a good subject line that people are going to open. And uh, just a, a campaign that uh, I worked on with 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 somebody recently, we we had the word fuel 
in the subject line. And the, the open rate was, was fivefold from, from what it typically would be for that customer. So um, it, the, the point being is that there's, there's always kind of hot button terms or things going on in the industry that are going to get people's attention kind of regardless, maybe regardless of what, um, you know, what you're selling or who you're selling it to. Right now, you know, especially in, uh, in, in shipping, everybody's very aware of fuel prices being volatile and what's going on there. And that, that, that term, term worked. So, you mm-hmm. know, the, the, you know, the, the point being, you know, think about what's going to get a reaction or, or pique the interest of, of your audience just so, so they'll open the email because nothing else matters if they don't open the email. Right. I think that that's, that's a, a really key about using, I like that tip about using whatever's going on in the current industry news and try to apply that somehow with what your service or product is is offering. Now, we, we talked earlier in the show of sort of, you know, the, the power of content marketing, especially when it comes to video, but then also there are a lot of folks who just have no, they have no desire to be on camera. Um, what, what, I guess, strategies have you seen other companies take hold of that doesn't involve being on camera and being on video? Are, are there any successful tips that you can give to, to folks who don't want to be on camera? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, it, it, it comes very natural to you, obviously. You, you do a great, great, job, great job with that. But, you know, you know if, if, if we're honest, a lot of people don't, don't like that part of it or they're not comfortable or, you know, whatever reason could be. And, and you know, your, your, your points about working with influencers are, are, I think are great. So the, you know, the kind of, that leads, leads a few other things. Um, I, you know, I, I know you're a big proponent of, of video content. I'm a big proponent of, of written content. And, uh, the, you know, the, what I mentioned earlier, I think is important. It's the consistency with it, but, you know, when, when you're creating that content, I think it's also important to have a voice, some personality, and you know, do something that's a little bit different because there's there's a lot of companies putting out blog posts and 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 maybe not maybe not as many putting out video, but it, it, you need to do something that 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 stands out. So 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 my advice is to um, you know be consistent, you know ha- have a have a have a different voice, do something to stand out. Don't be passive. Um, you know we're, we're probably as marketers, a lot of us are familiar with with HubSpot and with their CRM, and you know I I use I use HubSpot. Um, but the, you know, they did a great job of, a few years ago of creating the term inbound marketing and a lot of belief that all companies need to do is write a blog post, just kind of, you know, maybe just post it on social media and the leads are going to come pouring in. And that, that's, that's, that's not how it works realistically. So um, my, my point is it's the, you know, you, you, need to, you need to be doing more than just kind of creating content and, and waiting for people to come. You need, you need to be pushing it out. So, so proactive, consistent. You know, think think of small things. Every company has things they're experts in. They possibly data they can share that that's unique to their customers or valuable to their customers. Um, you know, so so it's about it's about pushing out even if it's you know small LinkedIn posts, it's small short videos, it's small um, you know sm- small short blog posts or things on LinkedIn. But just be active and be consistent and and you know keep keep put pushing information out there. It just doesn't have to be videos. It doesn't always have to be videos of, of people or, or people talking on screen. It can it can be in a lot of different formats. One hundred percent. Because I, I even noticed like sort of a drop in engagement on my videos that I published to LinkedIn comparative to the text-based posts. And I sort of theorize that people just, you know, sometimes they just don't want to watch a video and they just want to read something instead. So I think that there is absolutely room to do both of those things. And so when companies are coming to you and they they want you to create, you know, an email campaign or, you know, blog posts and sort of a, you know, a content marketing strategy, 
How do you approach the the dreaded ROI question? How do you, I, I guess, determine that ROI? Is it really just as simple as you know determining the end goal and then reverse engineering it, or are there other components to that strategy? Uh, that, that's a good good question, and it's difficult. It's interesting to me how hard it is for companies to measure ROI. And um, I would say I, I know one <laughs> one customer that. that it does it really well, but it, it's really complex. And you know, the reason is, but by the time something turns into revenue, it, there's been so many touches potentially with that prospect. It could be a you know, trade show, email campaign, social media. So every, you know, it's so it's often very hard to, to tie revenue back to a specific marketing act, marketing activity. But I, I, th- I think that's you know that, that kind of goes back to the point of you know being consistent and you know having multiple ways that you're you're reaching out. And, and connecting with customers, um, you know, so I guess it's okay that it's a little blurry. If, if you're covering all your bases, it maybe won't, won't be so cut and dry. But uh, I absolutely think it's important to to be tracking tracking uh, your, the ROI of of your activities, like like you know, like trade shows. Again, not that it's easy, but you know, trade shows, campaigns. Um, you know, a lot of companies. Yeah, I, I I give you some. I complimented your your earrings. I'll compliment you on. I recommend any company who is interested in, in Google uh, running Google Ads, pay per click, understand about mm-hmm. that. A lot of your your content um, from the past on Cyberly and um, I think uh, other other things that I've seen you post, you get into a lot of good detail that help companies uh, understand pay per click and, and do better with um, you know do do better with how they approach those type campaigns. And uh, you know, so I, I like I said, I encourage people to to check out what you, you've, you've published on that. But the yeah, ROI is tough. Um, and very few companies really do it well, but um, I still think it's important. That, that yeah, because it's one of the the dreaded answers that executives hate, but it really it's applicable to really all of marketing roles. And that the answer is it depends. Uh, your ROI is going to be different for for every company. But I wasn't sure how I guess that conversation has evolved over the years, and if they become more clear on the ROI. But it feels like they're just you know more and they, more confused. They, but oh, go ahead. Yeah, I would say yeah. It's unfortunately I, that's one of those things too. In the, over ten years, I haven't. I if, trust me, if I had a better answer, I, I would give it to give it to you right now. But I, I, I I <laughs> that's why I, I like asking other people because I don't have the answer. The answer yeah. is it depends, and most folks just don't like hearing that answer. But that's the god honest truth. It depends on what your ROI is, and that ROI is going to be different for for every other company. And so, so Ken, as we get sort of close out the, this uh, this interview with last question, if you were to give tips to small business business, you know, freight companies out there, what sort of tried and true marketing strategies would you tell them to implement, you know, a, as soon as they can? Yeah. So I, I'm a big proponent of, you know, like, like we've been talking about, I'm a big proponent of content. I'm a big proponent of email marketing. I would, I would set some, um, you know, I would set a goal and define an audience that I would want to go after, you know, right away. You can just, you know, several things that, that we've talked about. So um, you know, but but that starts really with a good understanding of what your company does best. So you know, and and it, it's it's very easy for companies to fall into the trap of not wanting to miss some, any potential opportunity with anybody everywhere. Then they try to kind of project that they can do everything. So mm-hmm. you know, start by you know really being being honest with with yourself internally with the company about what you do best, who your best customers are, and um, you know you know try try to build. So some campaigns around around the, the specific things, and it, it's it's very easy, relatively easy to uh, you know say you know just a, a kind of a, a real a basic thing you know write write a white paper or a blog post or, or create a, a video 
explaining some concept that's important to your target audience. Uh, you know, share it with your your email list if, if you have one of those type businesses, or go out and research them. Don't buy a list, but go out and research businesses that, that fit in that kind of demographic, and then 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 get get it out there. Uh, you know, put together an email campaign, put together some uh, social media posts, and uh, if you budget for it, maybe some pay per click ads. But but take what you know and you understand, or the the the, the expert knowledge that your company has that is valuable to a specific market that you identify, segment of, of your market that you identify, and figure out a way to get your message and this that um, that knowledge in front of them. Uh, and that, that that's the first thing. And I, you know, I'm speaking kind of very generally, but it, it really is that simple, is, is get the, your knowledge in front of customers you know or companies you know would be good, good customers for you. And then um, and then that's how you get the conversation started. And start small. Yeah, really. Don't overwhelm yourself. Don't try to be everywhere to, to everyone. Reverse engineer those goals with what you are already an expert at. All great tips, great great advice, Ken. Where can folks follow you and more of your work? Um, yeah, hit me up on LinkedIn. Uh, Kenneth Koval and uh, company is ShipStarter. And uh, my email is ken at shipstarter.com. I, you know, I, I love talking about this stuff. You, you know, you know, I've had a couple of good conversations and this is, this is what, I, what I, I live and breathe every day and I, I enjoy it a lot. And, uh, you know, if anybody has any questions or wants to get in touch, just shoot me an email or hit me up on LinkedIn. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ken. Great advice and, and looking forward to connecting. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. And if you did like it, I would love if you could rate and review the show on Apple or Spotify. It'll take you like two minutes of your time, but it helps a ton for a creator like me to be able to show that review like a badge of honor. And it also helps the show get discovered by others. If you'd like to see more of my work, head on over to digitaldispatch.io. I've got some new content collections under the resources tab for folks who are freight brokers, truckers, carriers, freight agents, and also a best of collection for how to fix your website and how to fix your marketing. It's all completely free. And again, that tab is under resources over on the digitaldispatch.io website. The website also includes some links to our social media accounts, along with my products and services, in case any of that is of interest to you. Once again, my name is Blythe Bremleve, and I thank you for sharing your attention with me today. Until next time, have a magical day.